Welcome back to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920. The answer in Atlanta. What festivals are coming up in Atlanta this spring and early summer? And what is the basis? What is basis that's used for rental property depreciation? What does that even matter? And then what is the capital gains exclusion when selling a rental property later? My name is Cleve Gaddis, and you are listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio, where we help listeners go from real estate novices to experts so home selling and buying can be done with total confidence and without the worry typical with life's biggest investments. We don't want you to learn anything after closing that you should have learned before. We want to connect with you, Atlanta. Go to gogaddisradio.com, G-O-G-A-D-D-I-S, radio.com. You can ask questions. You can make comments. You can push back. You can share ideas. You can request your neighborhood be featured in our neighborhood spotlight coming up in the fourth segment of the show. And you can subscribe to our podcast. Why would you want to do that? Well, a lot of people like listening to the show, and you can listen to it in four small bites. You can listen to it as you drive to work. You can listen to it as you drive on vacation. You can listen to it anywhere and everywhere if you subscribe to our podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, all the major podcasting platforms. We thought it'd be fun to tell you about a few festivals coming up in the Atlanta area in the month of May. If you're anything like me, you are dying to get outside and stay outside after being cooped up a lot of the fall and the winter. The best festivals in Atlanta this spring and early summer, number one, the Chattahoochee Valley River Rally at Hardly Creek Park in Atlanta. It's a family-friendly three-mile paddle trip and community festival where all are invited to celebrate on the riverbank with live music, local food, and artisan booths. The kickoff with the launch of kayaks, canoes, and paddle boards will be on Saturday, May the 7th. If you want more information, just look up Chattahoochee Valley River Rally at Hardly Creek Park in Atlanta. The next thing we want you to know about is the Chastain Park Arts Festival, which is in Chastain's pa- Chastain Park. It's an annual event at Chastain Park along Park Drive in May. It's celebrating its 12th year. The award-winning event will feature 175 artists with artisan painters and photographers and sculptors, leather and metal craft artisans, glass blowers, jewelers, and more. You can also enjoy live acoustic music and an array of bites and beverages, including fare from local food trucks, and I love food trucks. The date, Saturday, May the 14th from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., and Sunday, May the 15th from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m., the Chastain Park Arts Festival in Chastain Park. And finally, we have Sweet Auburn Spring Fest, which is held at historic Auburn Avenue District. It's one of the largest outdoor festivals in the southeast, according to its website. It's full of food fun, and entertainment for the entire family, and you can enjoy a kid's fantastic fun zone, an international food court, and more. The dates are May 7th and 8th. Oh, I said final, but we have one more. The Atlanta Jazz Festival is in Midtown, and man, I didn't know I love jazz music until just recently, and I really enjoy listening to jazz music now. Memorial Day Weekend Festival is the Atlanta Jazz Festival in Midtown, which includes international, national, and local musicians live on three stages, a kid zone with activities for all ages, food vendors offering barbecue, burgers, salad, Caribbean food, and much, much more. Booths with closing, clothing, art, and jewelry. 
It's billed as the largest free jazz festival in the U.S. The cities of Decatur, Alpharetta, and Roswell all have arts festivals during the month of May. So if you're looking for something to do, look for festivals in Metro Atlanta and get out and experience. On our last radio show, we had a segment on investment property, the tax benefits of owning investment property, and how depreciation fits into the equation. We love when a listener, or in this case a past client, reaches out to ask for more information. And it's interesting because most people who are thinking about investing investing in real estate, they don't really understand the reasons why you would do that. They don't understand the benefits you get from the U.S. government as a taxpayer for investing in real estate, specifically rental property here in the U.S. The question is from Yong in Atlanta. He says, I'm a past client and love the Gaddis Group. I have a few questions about rental property, specifically what basis is used for depreciation and what are the capital gains once I'm ready to sell. In Young's example, he said, if we bought a house for $500,000, it's worth $800,000 today. When I put it into service as a rental property, what he's asking is, what is the amount that I would use for depreciation? And the amount you use for depreciation can change every year as you own a rental property based on the amount of money you spend to improve the property. But let's just say, for example that we weren't dealing with any improvements in the first year. He didn't add a new roof or anything that needed to be depreciated that would add to the basis. Let's just say we were determining the basis. And in this case, the house is worth $800,000. And so we would be looking for the improved value of the home. And you say, well, what is a improved value? Well, improved value means not the land. So it's the value of only the improvements built upon the land. So of the 800000 in value, a certain portion of that would be the value of the land. And let's just say, in this case, that the value of the land was determined to be $150,000, which means the basis for depreciation would be $650,000. Now, How does depreciation work? Well, the federal government, the IRS, says you must depreciate a property over 27 and a half years in equal bites every year for 27 and a half years, which means property would be depreciated at 3.636% annually. Now, I don't have a calculator in front of me, but if your improved value is $650,000 and you are depreciating it at 3.636% percent per year, you are depreciating that property in excess of $20,000 a year. Now, what does that mean? Well, that a depreciation expense is a non-cash expense. So it's an expense you get to deduct on your tax return, but you don't actually have to pay. Let me let that sink in for just a second. It's an expense you get to deduct on your tax return, but you don't actually have to pay the expense. And so in this particular example, we are saying that the owner of this home, Young, for example, would be able to depreciate the property over $20,000 per year. So they're going to deduct, he's going to deduct a $20,000 expense from his income, even though he doesn't incur the expense. And let's just say Young is at a 30% tax rate. That means it would save Young $6,000 a year in taxes. Now, it doesn't mean that you depreciate the property and you never have some tax consequences if he sells the property and he has capital gains as he does not do a 1031 exchange. And we can talk about that on another show coming up soon. 
uh, he would actually have to pay what's called recapture tax when the property sells if it's not through a 1031 exchange, and that would be at a rate of 25%. The next question Young had was, what is a capital gains exclusion when selling, and if you convert something, if you convert it from a principal residence to a rental property, but you sell it within two of the last five years, then all of your capital gains are excluded. But if you convert it to a rental property, and let's say you owned it 10 years as a as a a uh, primary residence in 10 years as a rental property, then technically half of your gain would be excluded from taxes if you sold it for two within two of the last five years or if you moved back into it. And then the other half would be subject to taxes. So it is a proportionate uh, share of that property. Young, hopefully this gives you good information, lets you know everything you need to know. This segment of the show is brought to you by the law firm of O'Kelly and Sorahan full-service law firm with 25 offices throughout Metro Atlanta. They specialize in residential real estate closings, including home purchases, refinance closings, um, real estate contract review, title insurance matters. They can be reached by calling 770-497-0000, I'm not sure how many of you out there are interested in purchasing investment properties. I have put a little process in place over the last four or five years. Uh, I am 53. I'll be 54 in June. And by the time I'm 61 or 62, I want to have four or five or six or as many as 10 investment properties that are owned free and clear. I used to own more, but for those of you who listened, you know I got a divorce recently, and so now I own less than I did uh, originally, and I'm okay with that. Uh, my ex certainly was entitled to her share of those assets. But my plan is to have those properties on free and clear. So I buy the properties, even at a reasonable market value today, and because I'm able to rent them for so much, if I take all of the additional rent, the the amount of rent that exceeds all of the expenses to the property, and I pay it down on the principal every single month, in many cases I'm able to amortize these loans over 8, 9, or 10 years. And I think that is so, so dang significant. So if you are interested in getting into the investment property business and want to know whether or not certain homes in Metro Atlanta actually qualify as good investments, give me a call, 770-497-0000. If you're looking to sell your home anytime in the next three to six months, we believe we can sell your house for significantly more than your neighbor sold their home for, $28,000 more at least. How do we do it? We use our predictive pricing model. We use a customized maximum value plan to help you really understand just how high you can push the price in today's market. And that is not easy. If you called, I think, 10 or 12 real estate professionals in your area and asked them to come out and run a predictive pricing model for you on your home, I doubt you would have even one that would understand exactly how to do that. It's not that difficult to do, but it is not the normal way of thinking about things. So in today's world, it's all about uncovering value that other people might not see as being there. And it also comes with a $15,000 up to $15,000 rehab and refresh budget that is designed to help you put your home in tip top shape to get the top dollar. In fact, we did a home recently spent $12,000 on it. I would say the average, the sales price went up to the tune of $40,000. It is very consistent. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back in our neighborhood spotlight, we're featuring Avon Song and Milton. We're going to talk about the rising cost of home construction materials and on the fence as to whether or not to move this spring. We've got some answers for you. Stick with us. We've got those subjects and more. We'll be back. <laughs> 